Otherwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality, I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the Sun Goddess. At dawn, Sunna mounts her golden chariot and begins her daily journey across the sky, pulled by her two divine horses, Arvaker, meaning early waker, and Alsvid, all strong. Sunna was the old northern sun goddess. To protect the earth when her heat was too intense, Sunna held up her great shield, Svalen, meaning cool. And to protect her horses, Sunna placed bellows of wind under their harnesses, cooling their backs, and sending pleasant breezes to the earth below. Sunna was light, warmth, and compassion. Keeping watch over her creation, the sun goddess has made her daily arc across the sky since the beginning of time, and not only in northern Europe. In ancient times, the sun goddess reigned throughout the world. And so, in celebration of the summer solstice, I would like to explore other sun goddesses who have graced the heavens. The image of the goddess's sun chariot is very old. This chariot of fire was known to the peoples of India thousands of years ago when their sun goddess, Angarmati Bamani, rode her sun chariot across the sky each day. The Greek goddess Medea drove her sun chariot through the heavens, drawn by fiery serpents or dragons. Finnish mythology tells of their sun goddess Baiwi, whose chariot was pulled by reindeer flying through the sky. And in Scandinavia, the goddess Freya, wearing the Brisingamen, her magical necklace of sunbeams, drove her sun chariot pulled by cats, which were ancient solar animals. Much later, Jewish tradition would borrow the idea of the divine solar vehicle from the Near Eastern goddess Anath and gave it to Yahweh, calling it Merkaba Sol, the holy chariot. Egyptians worshipped the fierce sun goddess Sekhmet, who devoured life, and her gentler sister Bast, who nurtured and protected life. Egypt's great mother goddess Hathor was another sun goddess. She was called the Nile Goose, who gave birth to the sun each dawn in the form of a great golden egg. Thousands of years later, we find her disguised as Mother Goose of ancient European fairy tales. <clears throat> another animal form that came to represent the sun goddess was the sow, symbol of life-giving fertility and abundance. In ancient India, Marisi, the diamond sow, was called Glorious One, Son of Happiness. Seated on her lotus throne, her brilliant whiteness embodied the sun's life-enriching goodness. This divine solar sow even illuminated the heavens in Welsh and Celtic mythology, as the goddess Caradwyn, the great white sow, and as the sow princess Goliudith, bright day. Eventually, as society descended into civilization, mother-son underwent gender reassignment and became father-son. In most places in the world, sun goddesses became sun gods, or disappeared altogether. For example, the ancient Vedic sun goddess, Daus Pitir, eventually became Jupiter, the Roman sky god. In Norse tradition, however, Sanna was never replaced by a male sun god. She lives on still as our sun who shines eternally, blessing her creation with light. But like the other gods, so says the Norse myth, Sanna is doomed to die at the Ragnarok, 
the cataclysmic battle fought among the gods which ends the world. Sana will be swallowed up by the great Fenris wolf. But before she is swallowed, Sana will give birth to one beaming daughter, a new sun goddess who will take her mother's place in the new sky that appears after the old world ends. Here is a prayer that the Finnish people made to their sun mother, Sundi Mumi. O Mother Sun, give us warm days, fair summer, and warm rain. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley. <laughs>